Hi, I'm Ryan with Team Koozie. Today I'm here to talk to you about some of our experience in the EV charging space. EV charging is really exciting right now. Uh, a lot of uh, consumers are switching to electrical vehicles. Um, it's the new rage. Um, we're seeing studies that say within the next three years that 50% of the cars coming off the, uh, the lines are going to be electric. And by 2030, uh, about 75% of consumers are going to be driving electrical vehicles. Um, so, you know, trying to be at the forefront of technology, we always like to install and deploy all the things that, you know, are innovative and, and make the world go round. And EV is right at the forefront of all that. So we are learning a lot about the EV charging space and a lot of our experience uh, installing other technology and other devices in both the electrical, low voltage and uh, IT space uh, is applicable to EV. And we are having a lot of fun learning about this new trend that we think is going to be here to stay. What does the installation and deployment process look like in the EV space? The installation and deployment process, it varies depending on what the uh, people that are actually installing the EV charging stations are, are hoping to do. Um, we don't do residential, but at the residential place, at the residential uh, environment, uh, people who are installing EVs at their house are typically installing what's a level two charger, which will charge a typical car in, you know, four to six hours. Uh, it's done with a simple 220 volt uh, outlet and it's simple similar to what you'd have with a, a standard dryer um, and that would charge it faster if you plug into your uh, normal 110 um, outlet you can usually you know gain it takes probably 8 to 10 hours to get your daily drive which you know is 30 to 40 miles for the average person uh, but that's what's being done at the residential level that's not something that we typically get involved in but to put it in perspective uh, businesses and land developers and uh, retail restaurants, all of those people are making this uh, accessible to their patrons and consumers uh, and, and they're going about this in many different ways. Somewhere that's like an office building, uh, they're probably going to deploy many level two chargers, which are those four to six hour charge to get a full charge. Um, and then if you look in the retail setting, like a grocery store, a restaurant chain, or a uh, pharmaceutical space, they're going to probably install those fast chargers. Um, fast chargers are something that can charge your car typically 30 minutes to an hour. So the hope there is to, uh, you know, encourage consumers to spend more time in their restaurants or retail shops uh, and to basically get a full charge and maybe they buy, they're having more transactions or their volume is increasing. So we see a lot of value in that. Um, level three chargers uh, are a lot more to install cost per charger. There's a lot of electrical infrastructure that needs to be upgraded um, around these uh, chargers. The infrastructure of most buildings is not built to uh, sustain a, you know, a bunch of level two chargers or you know, a single or one or two uh, superchargers or the level three chargers. So we have to do utility upgrades a lot of times. So there's a lot of coordination uh, between the, uh, the landowner, the tenant, or the uh, restaurant or retailer along with the utility. How does the installation process differ when the original infrastructure wasn't set up for EV charging? You know, we're encouraging a lot of people to at least set the infrastructure in place for a ground up build, whether they decide to deploy EV from, uh, you know, the beginning of a uh, construction project. Putting the infrastructure in is going to save you a lot of money. When you're going in and you're retrofitting an existing building, it's, it's very costly um, because you're upgrading the utility, you're running conduit, you're cutting through concrete in a lot of cases, and that's where prices go really high. Um, so if you can put the infrastructure in early, or if you say you want to start in, we'll use a commercial development for instance, and you want to start with 10 to 12 chargers, but you know that 
this is the trend that's moving forward and by 2030 it's going to be um, a need for everybody. Setting that infrastructure in place and putting the conduit into the ground and laying that early on is going to reduce your cost because you're already doing the construction there. You have those services and um, all the different uh, trades involved. So it's, it's really important to, to understand what you're doing today and how you future-proof future yourselves. And uh, that's what it's all about. So um, something else we always find intriguing is, you know, what is your goal of installing an EV charging station? Um, a lot of land developers and businesses, um, they're using it as a revenue source. And then that's great, and you can put a charger in and, and have people pay to utilize those chargers. And you know that's something you could do. Um, we're seeing a lot of communities put these in developments, and it's just a service to the community. And they're encouraging people to come and eat and dine and shop and you know visit their uh, businesses that are paying taxes to those communities. So it's really understanding you know what is your ultimate goal of it. Do you want this to be a revenue generating source, whatever that vertical looks like, or do you want it to be a uh, a place where you're just providing a service uh, as a, a way of goodwill or to drive more patronage? What are some other frequently asked questions you get about EV charging? Yeah, so I mean, we have people and, and everybody's interested in this right now. So that's what's really interesting. And so I always ask, you know, why are you interested in this? Um, as, a, as a community, is it because you know there's going to be more and more demand for it? And you can help, you know, if it's one suburb versus another suburb, suburb or one community versus another community, are you trying to get people to patron your businesses? So you're offering EV as a, you know, enticing point or bait to come in and to pick one uh, development versus another. You know, are you choosing it to be a revenue source? So that's a lot of things and understanding, you know, what your goals are and how you're trying to, to justify it because it is an expense on the front side. And, you know, it's not something that you're probably going to recoup the benefits from financially, you know, in the first week or two weeks or anything else. Uh, so it's understanding, you know, what your goals are and, and how you're going to uh, justify that expense on the front side. Um, and then finding the right solution. Uh, there's, we've seen a lot of solutions uh, from solutions that are single box units uh, that, you know, mount to the wall or mount to a pedestal uh, that are pretty uh, unassuming and don't take up a lot of real estate within a building or within development to full-on digital menu boards um, that have screens and have displays that project advertisements and project, uh, you, know, you know, maybe local community activities and everything. And there's different ways to commoditize those, uh, those resources. So we're seeing a lot of our partners uh, use the EV platform as a, a way to do advertising and they're creating revenue in other ways. So it's just a vehicle for them to, to market. What does it look like when marketing with an EV charger? Uh, it depends. Again, that's something that they're typically negotiating with the, the landlord. Sometimes it's like, hey, we'll, we'll utilize your space and we'll put this board here and we'll, we won't charge your consumers for charging uh, and we will um, we get to dictate what goes on the boards. A lot of times it's in a development and it's a scrolling screen and the landlord controls what is being uh, advertised. We're seeing that. Um, with a lot of advertising in uh, municipalities. This has been something, you know, for the past 10 years, a lot of people have been putting scrolling boards on the sidewalk, and now they're utero a lot of the uh, infrastructure is already there with these, these boards, and so maybe they do a small utility upgrade and they add an EV charger to there, so now it's cross-functional. Um, and then it's also a revenue source if you choose for it to be so. If you were to educate someone in the EV space, what would you say? Yeah, so I guess, 
if I was educating someone on EV is, is to understand, you know, what the government in your local region, whether it's a state or municipality, are doing and, and how proactive they're being about it. Uh, we, there are certain states, Florida, California, Texas, uh, Colorado, that this is top of mind for them. And, you know, we know that there's infrastructure money coming from the government. Um, and we just don't know when and how that's going to be deployed. So understanding, you know, you know how the uh, the funds are going to be transmitted across developers or utilities is, is still a lot to be uncovered. Uh, we know that there's money um, from the Build Back Better plan that is coming, but we just don't know how that's going to be deployed and who's going to have ultimate say over that. Um, and so it's, it's just figuring out the, the function and how this goes. You know, something that I always laugh about is as this becomes more and more popular and more and more people keep charging, um, you're going to see more of these level two chargers. So the superchargers, which are the fast chargers, you're only going to need those along major roadways where people are doing cross-country trips. And, and Tesla has a model right now where they've got superchargers, but those are only available to Tesla uh, today. And I, I don't foresee that changing. That's a service to their, to their drivers, but there are other brands of superchargers that are out there. Um, that other cars can utilize as they make these cross-country trips. But as more and more level two chargers become available, um, understanding the right blend for your development is something that I think that you have to understand. Um, we're seeing a hybrid model. And when I say hybrid model, I'm saying some people are putting a blend of, you know, five or six level two chargers, uh, which are the slower chargers, the four to five hour chargers, and then they are blending that with putting in a couple of superchargers as well. So they're servicing both needs. Well, maybe someone's parked for four hours, but then there's somebody else that maybe it's off a major freeway or something, and they're trying to entice those people to come park there for 30 minutes and maybe go into a retailer, um, grab a snack, or go and patronize a restaurant. So it's really just understanding, you know, what the ultimate goal is and, and who you're trying to attract. and what you're trying to get out of it but obviously this is going to be a service so there's going to be some crossover um, i'm really interested to see how the uh, the oil and gas industry responds to this over the next uh, seven to ten years we're seeing more and more demand from partners that come in and uh, say hey we want to put an ev charging station um, in our gas or our c store and um, it makes sense to me in a lot of ways but i think that they're uh, they've got to figure out the right blend for them whether it's are they going to charge for it? Which in most cases, I assume that they are going to charge for it because it is taking money and revenue away from, from their pumps. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, it's, it's interesting because every state has different rules that go along with EV uh, chargers and, uh, or EV cars and uh, hybrid cars. And you pay more for your registration and your license if you have an EV or a hybrid car um, because you still have to maintain the roadways. So I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, the whole way that all transit is handled at the government level and how we're financing things moving forward. As more and more EV cars come, there's, there's still the same amount of wear and tear on the roadways. So how are they justifying it? So right now there's a huge cost savings, uh, you know, driving an EV versus with the prices of gas being what they are today. Is, is that gonna be the same in a year, two years, five years? So it's something to, to really consider, um, but the, the cars, they drive differently, they perform differently. It's a different experience for sure. Um, and I think the people are trying to take that experience and uh, replicate it at the pump level. And the kind of person that drives a Tesla might be very different than the kind of person that drives a Nissan Leaf. But how do you create an experience that is that appeals to both those people and um, what they want to get out of that experience? 
Why has Kusi gravitated towards EV charging? So an area where why this is really appealing to us is is mass uh, mass technology deployment is you know our core competency and, and the backbone of our business and what we've built our entire company off of and understanding how to deploy technology at multiple sites consistently and create a standardization is something that we are experts in um, and EV kind of fits right into that so nobody. Uh, to date because it's such a new technology. It's, it's very similar to when they walked on the moon or whatever you think about it that way. It's maybe a bad comparison, but is no one has deployed EV from coast to coast before because it's never been done. This is a new um, platform. So it's exciting for us to take our past experiences, whether it's, you know, mass rollouts of digital menu boards or full construction projects and applying this to putting in 150 chargers in one parking garage, um, you know, in Florida and then turning around and replicating it in S Seattle and putting in level three chargers and working from site to site to site uh, and creating, you know, that same consistency. And, and once you can create that consistency from the ground level, it creates consistency for the, the consumer experience as well. So if you're deploying things the same way and they're being installed the same way, um, you can guarantee that the consumer experience is going to be the same. So much like when a restaurant or a retailer wants you to have the same experience in Seattle, Washington, as you do when you're on vacation in Florida, I think the EV space, and whether it's a C-Store or whatever the application is, they want you to have that same experience as well as you drive across the country or you're experiencing these things. So if you're plugging into a Tesla charger um, or a Volta charger or an EVgo charger, I think that they want that consistency where it's, it's similar to a gas station experience where you're sticking a pump right into your uh, side of your car and you know what to expect. And then that transaction time is, is consistent. So if you're planning on, hey, I'm driving from Columbus, Ohio to Orlando, Florida, and it's 14 hours you know, on your map app, and you can build in two hours of charge time, you know, can you pair that with breaks with, you know, meals and everything? And are the chargers available at places that are attractive to you? And I think we're seeing more and more retailers and restaurants utilize uh, EV as, as an opportunity to bring consumers in. And innovation and technology is, is driving everything in retail and in uh, restaurants. And so if they can use that as a drawing point for consumers, and then they know they're getting consistent experience uh, outside the restaurant as they're parking and experiencing that charging. And then when they go in, even if they're doing automation, you're still automating a process. It's just, you know, automating uh, from a distance and you're using that as an attractive point. So is there a way to, um, and we've heard stories of this, and we haven't seen it yet, but as you look at where the closest EV charger is, can you pre-order, you know, your super value meal or your, um, your lunch before you go there on your screen so it's ready when they get there and they're tracking your car. This is the stuff that we get excited about because there's a lot of overlap in the EV space and in the brands that we operate with on a daily basis. And we, we get constant conversations and people are asking us, hey, what are you seeing in the EV space? What are you seeing as best in technology? And um, we can give an honest opinion that, you know, not all technology is created equal, but every technology fits best with certain end users. And we want to say, hey, what works best for this fast food restaurant may not be the best application for this retail uh, or this other fast food restaurant. And it, you know, it's on a case-by-case -case basis with all technology. So as we see the world become more and, more and more automated, I think with these electrical cars and these smart cars, you're going to see more and more automation and more um, things to attract people while they're um, driving. And you're going to see more autonomous vehicles as a result of this. 
and you're going to continue to see cars evolve and the charging experience evolve. EV makes us really is really exciting to us because it is the fastest growing technology in our opinion that is applicable in every industry. It's going to touch everything from the industrial space to the medical space and QSR space to the retail space. And it's going to impact everybody um, and making sure that the infrastructure is in place and the assets are deployed across the country that allow people to easily drive their um, electrical vehicles across the country or within their you know, individual town is going to be uh, imperative moving forward and it's going to be at the forefront of every plan and design of everything that uh, happens moving forward. So we are excited to be part of that process and to work with companies and work with people and thought leaders that uh, are really you know, pushing this uh, EV trend forward. Um, we don't think it's going to be a, a flash in the pan. This is here to stay. Um, a lot of countries are being proactive about it and it's exciting to see the United States be um, starting to move in the right direction with all of this and we're excited to see we know this is going to continue to evolve like every technology we've worked with in the past uh, this looks a lot different than it did five years ago and it's going to look a lot different than it does five years from now and we want to be the the company that everybody relies on to make sure that you know that infrastructure is in place and does things the right way so people don't have to worry about you know driving an electric truck or electric school bus or uh, being able to plug in their their car um, you know we think that this is going to be the way of the future and exciting for us thanks for tuning in and learning about the uh, the trends in the electric vehicle and the EV charging space uh, and some of the perspective we have on the EV world uh, please comment below and leave us any thoughts or feedback you may have